What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Academics Podcast. This week's episode is a bonus. It's a little extra credit listening from a recent interview that I did with another advertising podcast called the Breaking and Entering Podcast, which is based out of Chicago, Illinois. Shout out to Gino for inviting me onto the show. Here it is. Enjoy. Breaking in is the first step to a successful career in advertising. The traditional path includes themes of networking, interning, and hopefully finding that perfect fit agency in the end. Justin Barnett's break-in story takes this theory and shatters it. An entrepreneurial mind, Justin found his start in merchandising and branding for his own clothing line, where he found a lot of success. Justin talks about the fork in the road he met when he had to choose to either go all in on his business or his education. The North Star the entire time for Justin was advertising. So today, he is working as a community manager at Deutsch in the beautiful Los Angeles. He's an LA guy, so you know it's going to be cool. How I heard of Justin? His podcast, Academics. Academics is an advertising podcast that targets the same listeners as this one. Each episode, he interviews amazing people, and I mean amazing. And the coolest part is that each episode is set up as a lesson where him and his guests break down the agency they work at and their specific role. So if you like breaking and entering, you're going to love academics. If you find anything useful in this episode, feel free to give breaking and entering and academics five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you want to reach out to Justin and see amazing graphic design, head to Instagram and give us a follow at enteringad. This is the Breaking and Entering Podcast, and as usual, I am your accomplice, Gino Schellenberg. Send it, Mikey. Justin Barnett, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Podcast. How are you today? I'm well, Gino. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Justin, uh, just want to get the, the, get this started. I'm a huge fan of yours. And for those who are listening to this podcast, uh, go ahead and write now, go right now on your phone and uh, look up Academics Podcast because this thing is what got me started. And I mean it. This he Justin, you're the host of this podcast and just an amazing concept overall about advertising it's so niche and so interesting i'm gonna have you talk about it now because i'm just i'm such a fan of it so give us the rundown of what you do uh with academics podcast before we get started with your story yeah sure so um similar to you i was i was recently a, a advertising student um while i was at the university studying majoring in advertising um you know, I was eager to get into the industry. I, I was eager to learn more. I felt like school was kind of moving at a slow pace for me. Um, I wanted to get a foot in the industry. I wanted to kind of build a network and, and just kind of figure out exactly what I wanted to do. So uh, I started, you know, having like um, informational interviews with, with different people who worked at different places. So I was getting like some word of mouth um, um advice from, from people who were currently working in the industry, as well as getting, you know, the educational advice from my professors. So I was learning a lot of things outside of school and I would come back to class with new information. And, um, I just felt like it might be a good idea for me to record these, these 
these informational interviews and, and use it as a resource for my classmates who didn't have the opportunity to go and meet up with people outside of class. You know, a lot of people had kids and were working full-time jobs and just didn't have the time or the energy or the resources to do what I was doing. And I just felt like, you know, there's a lot of information out here that we could all be benefiting from. So that was kind of the basis of, of what motivated me to start the podcast. Um, I, I looked around the industry for something similar to it and I, I didn't find exactly what I wanted. So I, I just kind of took the initiative and, and I had the idea to, to, to start it myself. So, um, yeah, I mean, initially I reached out to some alumni from my school who were working in the industry yep. uh, within, within LA and those were my first few guests. And from there it kind of just got the ball rolling and, you know, I've, I've been able to, to interview a bunch of different people from a lot of different agencies throughout the country. And it's just been a, a great, um, learning experience for, for me and, and a lot of people like yourself have, you know, contacted me about, um, you know, how it's helped them and how they benefited from it. So, um, yeah, I'm still doing it now. I'm, I'm going into my third season, uh, nice. coming soon. So yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm, I mean, I just love that. Uh, you know, what I find interesting is yes, you started at your school and people that you kind of knew, but you were able, you are currently reaching out to some huge names and I can read off, you know, uh, not necessarily names, but some great companies. Like you have people from 72 and Sunny, TBWA Shia Day, uh, you have Ogilvy, RPA, of course. You know, the list goes on and on. And even more so than interesting and amazing uh, agencies today, you have these people that are so diverse in their roles and what they're doing at these agencies. It's so important to educate um you know, the younger audience or whoever, and remind them that there's different roles out there than what we learn in class. So props to you. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm glad you're on the, on this show and I'm so excited to dive into, you know, your story. And I know the podcast is a part of your story and we kind of already dived into that, but we'll definitely touch upon that later as well. But, you know, this is the breaking Entry podcast. So we want to hear your story and where you got to today. So give us a little foreshadow before we rewind back to, you know, uh, the beginning of college. You know, what are you doing right now? And we're going to build up to this, but I'm, I'm people are curious. So what are you doing right now on top of the podcast? Okay, so I currently work at Deutsch LA and I work on um, the PetSmart account. It's one of their, their new acquisitions. Um, and I am a community manager on that account. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. So Deutsch. What what is Deutsch for those who don't know? Um, you know, I've heard of it and we learn about it in class. But you know, what sell us on Deutsch? What what's it about? Yeah, Deutsch is a really dope agency. Um, they're they're they have two locations. They're based in one in L.A. and one in New York. Um, they're a full service creative agency. The L.A. office has about okay. 200, 200 plus employees. Um, they produce some really great work. They're they're led by um, really talented leadership. Um, some really big accounts, including um, Taco Bell. Um, that's that's what they're they're mainly known for. But they also do uh, Dr Pepper and a bunch of other um, well known brands. Um, yeah, just a great agency overall. Um, a lot of smart people. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So L A. and New York. I mean, you can't beat that. Um, have you ever been to New York? Yeah, actually, through the podcast, um, I was in New York. Um, visiting for for a conference, and um, I, I had the chance to visit the Deutsch office and interview uh, someone from Deutsch prior to me even applying for the position that I'm in now. What was that person's name? 
Yeah, she she was the Maria. Is her name? Uh, no, so MJ was in LA, and Maria okay. was the New York one. Yeah, she was an account I executive. I just listened to the MJ episode today. Yeah, to yeah. Prepare. That was that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, MJ's dope. All right, so you community manager. What does that mean? Are you like, uh, are you the mayor of LA? What does that mean? <laughs> Something like that. No, but um, you will be. <laughs> the community manager is, is it's a newer term. Um, but what most people would know it is 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 basically a social media strategist. Okay. Um, so basically, you know, we we are up to date with what's happening in the in the pet space um, across all social platforms. Uh, we're in the early stages of building um, just an overall presence on different platforms. So it, it, it's basically a strategist, but specifically focused on social media, social media being um, Facebook, uh, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. And TikTok, that's, that's probably. Trying to get into that. Yeah. Every, everybody's it. trying to get into it, trying to figure out TikTok. I, I don't, I'm way behind on that. <laughs> but that's such a cool, so strategist for uh, social media. But yeah. uh, I'm sure there's a lot more to that as well. Um, very cool. Uh, are you guys back in uh, your your physical office, or are you guys online? Unfortunately, no, we're not. We're not in the office. Uh, we are online, and I actually started the role um, during this whole pandemic, so I, I haven't had a chance to actually work in the office. Um, so we are working from home now. How how is that? But, how is that onboarding process? Because I know a lot of people, like a lot of my business friends that are at banks, are starting their onboarding process this week or this month. You know, is it tough with an agency? I mean, some people out here might be onboarding soon. So give us the rundown on what that's like. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I was I was onboarded at my previous agency, and I mean, the whole process was very similar. It's just you're in a in a different environment. Um, I think the hardest part of, of the whole work from home situation is just being able to adjust to, um, you know, not not being able to be face to face face to face with your coworkers um, on a daily basis, and and it takes a certain discipline to to be able to um, stay focused while your bed is right next to you or while the refrigerator is right there, you know, um, and also like I have a dog and I have a fiance, so you know we both are working from home, so it's just a little. The, the hardest part was was kind of adjusting to schedules and, and kind of getting a rhythm of, of, of how to um, you know work in this in this environment but um, the onboarding process itself was was pretty easy they um, they mailed me my, my equipment my computer nice it was, I opened it up it was already set up it was already had me logged in registered in the system um, yeah we, we did we do zoom so um, it was a zoom conference with me and like six or seven other people. Um, one one day process, and then the next day we just jumped right into to the meetings of with, with the team, and you know I was introduced to the team, and I've kind of hit the ground running, and I've I've just been working ever since. Nice, nice. I, do you feel um, how long is this a new team, or is this team uh, been together for a while? How does that dynamic work? Are you all trying to get in, to know each other? So for the most part, um, it's it's both. So when I started, I started with, I think, three other people who were on the same account. And then two weeks later, another girl joined the team. And there were already about uh, four to five people that had already been with Deutsch. Mm -hmm. So we're like half and half. So we're kind of all learning. It's also a new account. So it's like everything's brand new. Yeah, that, that, that's nice then because you're all learning the, you know, what the client wants and 
All right. Well, let's let's rewind it then. Um, let's talk about college because this is the you know we want to talk about your story and we foreshadowed a lot. We talked about the podcast and where you're at now, but we want to hear how you got to where you're at today. So yeah. let's let's bring it back to college. You know, why did you decide advertising as a major? Um, and what'd you do? Like, what were you involved with in college? So give us that breakdown. Okay. So I have a long story and it's not exactly, um, you know, linear. I was, I was, a okay, I was a, a non-traditional college student. So although I am a recent graduate, um, you know, I, I attended college kind of later on in life and this was kind of a career switch for me. So, um, I started a, a clothing brand in 2015. Um, I started that because I, I had worked for years um, in the fashion industry. I worked in retail fashion. Um, I went from retail to uh, personal styling and doing like everything you can think of within the fashion industry. And I got tired of, of doing that face-to-face -face, um, customer service stuff. So I wanted to go and work corporate. I wanted to work in marketing because I had gotten exposure to social media marketing for some of the stores that I was working at at the time. Mm -hmm. So I tried to get into to marketing and um, unfortunately I was unable to, I, I, I probably sent out 200 applications within a year. Um, I got a handful of responses and, you know, I just got turned down um, by everyone basically for two reasons. It was, um, you don't have the proper education or you don't have the proper work experience. And I, I kept hitting that barrier. So mm -hmm. um, as a means of, of, um, gaining some work experience, I said, you know what, I'm just going to start my own clothing brand. Since no one will hire me, I'll, I'll just do it myself and I'll start a social, I'll get social media for my brand and I'll, I'll learn um, myself and I'll just build this experience. So I did that. And luckily um, my clothing brand that I started, it got like some immediate success and it was featured on celebrities and, and TVs and movies like, like within the first um, couple of months. And I wasn't exactly prepared for like the, I didn't think I didn't have a long-term plan with starting the brand. I was just kind of winging it, but because business was taking off so fast, I was kind of forced to either like close it or, or like actually learn how to run a business and how to, um, you know, manage everything that was going on. So I didn't have any like resources, like within my family or anything to, to teach me about business. So, mm -hmm. um, what I chose to do was I, I went to like a local community college and I, I just took the first business classes that, that I could find that were open. And wow. um, I enrolled in um, intro to business and business law. And um, I, I fell in love with, with both of them immediately. And I was just like, because I guess because I was hands-on with the business outside of school, I was able to apply things as I would learn them in class. And I would do my, my class projects based on my brand. I always, my brand is, you know, my subject a lot of the times. Yeah, so I was yeah. able, I was able to, to, you know, work the two together and I just kind of fell in love with it. So originally I, I only planned to take a couple of classes cause I was, I'm not like, I was never the school type. I always hated school, but I knew that I needed that, that knowledge. So, um, after those two courses, um, I made the decision to, you know, I'm just going to keep taking more classes because I'm learning a lot and this is good and my brand is thriving. So, I kept it going and I was like, you know, I'm just going to get an associate degree because I was at a community college and that's as far as you could go there. And I really didn't want to go into debt and do all that. So I was like, you know, I'll just get this free education while I can. Yeah. Um, 
so fast forward two years, I actually ended up getting two associate degrees. I got one in business and one in communications and I, and I got a certificate in marketing. So at that point, at that point I said, you know, now that I have a degree, I can probably find a job, but now they'll hire me. So, um, you know, I went back to applying for about six months. Um, no traction at all. Um, I did hear back from a couple of people and now they were saying, okay, you have experience, but you don't have um, enough education. And at that point, like I kind of started taking it personal and I was like, you know what, I'm going to follow through with this. And I'm going to get this job. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show them. Yeah. So, um, I, I decided to transfer to a university. I went to Cal state Dominguez Hills, which is here in Los Angeles. And uh, Cal state was one of the only ones in the area that had an advertising major, which is why I chose them. Um, so I, I transferred there and I ended up finishing um, my advertising degree within a year and a half. I graduated a semester early. And um, while I was uh, at Cal State, I actually landed an internship at RPA. Nice. Um, and let me, I, yeah, let's pause you right there because that's a good stopping point. And there's just so much interesting stuff here. First off, what was the name of the clothing brand? And do you, are you still affiliated with it today? Yeah, so the clothing brand is called 24 Carat. Uh, okay. um, I, I am still running it. The website's still up. It's shop24carat.com. Okay. Um, I am not actively like producing uh, products necessarily. I, I have a lot of inventory that, that I had over the years that I'm um, still sitting on. So the, as long as I have this inventory, the website will be up. But, you know, the whole purpose of the brand, like I said, I didn't have a long-term strategy. It was for me to gain experience within marketing. And wow. now that I've gotten to the point where I got, you know, multiple degrees and very good internship and I'm, uh, I'm in a, the role that, that I, you know, strive towards for so long, um, the clothing brand is not my primary focus. So I'm, I'm in the process of, you know, slowly closing it um, and just to focus on, on my current career now. That's so cool. So you was advertising and marketing your North Star this whole time. You you knew you wanted to end up here. You just didn't know whether, you know, the business was going to get you there or school was going to get get you there first. Is that fair to say? Exactly. Exactly. I didn't know how I would get there. I just knew I would get there. No, but I, I could only yeah. I could only work with what I had in front right. of me. And you right. know, I had so, the resources to to do those two things. So that's just what I was doing and I just kind of narrowed my focus and stayed on it. So you had the choice, you know, it sounded to me like there's a fork in the road, you know, mm -hmm. go all in on the business or, and you, or, you know, take classes and that kind of snowballed into, all right, let's keep this going. And that kind of, and you went to the school and the university route. Yeah, it, it was, it was exactly, it was a fork in the road for me at a certain point. Um, even when I, when I started class, my first professor for the intro to business course, she pulled me um, to the side and she said, um, I did some research on your clothing brand and I see everything you're doing. Um, at the time I had like a big artist wearing my stuff all the time. Nice. And she was like, uh, I don't, why are you here? You shouldn't even be here. She's like, everyone's in school right now to, to do what you're doing. You should focus on that. And I understood where she was coming from. And I heard that a lot over the years, but for me, um, my intention was never to be a young 20 something year old entrepreneur. Like I, I wanted to work and I was only an entrepreneur, um, because I was kind of forced to be because I couldn't get an opportunity. So, you know, my, my North Star was never to stay with the brand or to stay um, doing entrepreneurial stuff at this time. I more so was just using that to get to where I wanted to get to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, it's, 
I guess you never know in, you know, five to 10 years, you can always go back to that an, on, entrepreneurial side, uh, you know, starting up the, another clothing line. That's ne- That option is never fully off the table. You can always bounce back to that if you, when you're ready or if you're ever ready. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure at some point um, in the future, that's exactly what I'll do. But, I, you know, I think there's a lot of valuable information and um, fun to, to learn and, and be in the situation that I'm in now. You know, I'm still still young and I still have a lot of time ahead of me. So, you know, working at in an advertising agency, we're working with big clients and big budgets and you can work at scale. It, this is a something that being an a, a independent entrepreneur can't teach you. These are two different types of businesses. So I look at it as no, no matter what happens in the future, you know, having that small business experience as well as working in this environment. Um, if I do go back to running a business, I'll actually know how to get it to a mainstream level. Yeah, because you yeah. have you're gonna have all this uh, you know large scale experience, and it's gonna translate over uh, if you if you deem it necessary. Exactly. Cool. So, all right, <clears throat> you then you all right. We left off where you had the internship at RPA. Keep it going yeah. from there. Yeah. So I was at RPA for exactly a year, a year and one day actually. Okay. Um, I, I got the internship as a as a senior in college, and I was able to stay there. I worked as a digital producer initially, and then I went from digital producer to strategic planning. And that internship was was really really dope. Um, RPA has a really well put together internship program that uh, um, allows the interns to do many things within the agency. Nice. Um, they hold many events. They have a lot of you know like networking events and speakers come and you know it's it's they're really into developing you slowly and and making sure you're in the right place. So it was a great place for me to land to to start my internship just because you know they they have such a, a long history here in LA and with their their biggest clients and they have some huge clients. So I was able to get exposed to a lot of different um a lot of different types of work, a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, how, how did um what was the process of getting that internship? Cuz a lot of people yeah. want to find internships super difficult especially today but run us back to what you recall of applying rpa yeah it was tough so when i mentioned earlier that i initially tried to get into advertising um Mm -hmm. after i got the associate degrees um i went to rpa rpa was i didn't know much about the industry at all i just knew i had as a student i visited we visited rpa through a group that i was in on campus and that was my first exposure to an advertising agency. So I just thought RPA was like one, the one agency in LA. I didn't know there were like so many everywhere. So um, walking through the office and seeing people and talking to people, um, I said, I set a goal there. And I said, you know what, I'm going to work here. This is exactly what I want to do. Like these people are walking around in hats and shirt and shorts and yeah. sneakers, but it's corporate and it's creative. Um, so I, at that point I was like, you know, I'm going to work at RPA. So I had my site set there and I applied to them, um, about two years prior to me actually getting the internship. And I would just, I probably applied like four or five times within a span of a few months and I got rejected every single time. I even had a reference at one point and I still couldn't get an interview or a callback or anything. So, um, so what was the split difference then when you had that additional education? Honestly, I, it could be timing. I'm not sure. I, I don't okay. know. But I, I, I stayed focused on it. And I said, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. So 
Nice. Um, I went back to school, got that degree, and um, I put a little, I think what it was, was I put a little bit more effort into um, applying for my internship than I had prior, because the internship application at RPA requires you to do um, like a project. And so it's not like a, a an application where you can just quickly fill it out or like a LinkedIn where you just push a button like, and you like apply. Easy applies or whatever. Exactly. I, I ended up taking like a month and um, putting together my application, uh, my internship what, application. What was the project? Um, they, they give you a task and I think it changes, so I'm not really sure what it is now, yeah, but yeah. Um, it's basically tell us about, a, it, was, it was some prompt, I can't even really remember exactly yeah. what it was, no, but they gave you the option to, to kind of like make a video or make a, a presentation or like just any type of way to answer the prompt, any creative way. Yeah. And, um, because it was advertising, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just make a, a deck and I'm going to send them a deck. I'm going to put a deck together that's detailed about this and that and show them. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was my project. And, and I, I got a call back like within a week of me submitting it. And um, I, I had an initial interview with the recruiter and then they set me up with the hiring manager and uh, I had the interview with the hiring manager and about... 15 minutes after I left the interview, they called me and offered me the, the internship. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Right away, huh? Right away. It was a great interview. Um, I ended up working for, for that, that hiring manager for yeah. uh, seven months or so. And it was, she's definitely a mentor and, and um, yeah, it was a great position for me to be in. So and, I'm super and, thankful. And that's how a lot of these interviews work, right? They, they'll start off, you know, if there's, there's, if, if it is multiple rounds, which it probably is, if it's at an agency, they'll start you off with somebody maybe on your level or the role that you're going to take over. Like, and then they'll put you, the next round could be with like their supervisor. Uh, you know, and this is the team that you're going to, you know, be on potentially because yeah. they want to know who you are and they're interviewing you to see what your strengths are and if you would fit in to that, you know, that team. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So a good note out there for those listening. So cool. The, the process so, is different though. Like I've been on a ton of interviews, like we'll yeah. probably get into that a little later, but I've been on a ton of interviews and the different agencies handle the process different ways. So well, how else have you, I, I, I've had, you know, recruiters do the interviews. I've had the, the hiring, I've had the, the, you know, the direct role do the interviews. So what, what have you seen that's been outside of that norm? Yeah. Um, so I'll use my, my most recent uh, job. Uh, I think I had a total of uh, between 10 and 12 interviews before I, I got the job. At Deutsch? Yeah. No way. 10? Yeah. yeah. I, I had like uh, seven in one day. What are you doing doing seven <laughs> interviews? Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, though. It's, it's a big team. And, you yeah. know, you had them. You, the team wanted to make sure that I, f I fit in well with everyone. So I had one-on-ones with every member of the whole team. team. Yeah. The whole team. Plus, plus just some, some other people just to get, I guess they just wanted to be um, thorough. sure that, yeah, they want to be <laughs> thorough, which I, I totally understand. And um, it, you know, so about it, then I, I've had interviews where it's me in a room with four different people, yeah. five different people just staring at me, you know? Yep. Yep. And those are those are really awkward. So it 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 varies. It it varies. I I guess my last interview was there was like kind of, it was kind of like a super day, 
but not really. There was just two hour long interviews with like a panel of like the managers and there was like probably five people looking at me in each interview. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just writing notes down and yeah, those are the most awkward ones. It's like you're, you're in court or something. You got, you got to kind of play the room. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that's good. I, I didn't even think about all those different types. So, um, where were we? So you were at RPA. Uh, we just talked about that interview process. It worked out well. You got hired 15 minutes after the interview. <laughs> How much better can that get? Um, so, you know, RPA, uh, just real quick, that's a full service ad agency in LA. Yeah, full service agency. They're most known for um, their client Honda, who they've had since like the early 90s, I believe. Mm-hmm. So um, initially, I started actually working on Honda as a digital producer. I was on the Honda website. Um, but they also have Farmers Insurance, which is a, a huge account for them. Um, they have apart- apartments.com. Uh, they had a brief uh, run with TikTok, um, Southwest Airlines. Um, they have a few big, really big, really big accounts. So you were like, you got this internship. And in your head, are you like, you're a senior? This is your mm-hmm. senior going into your senior year or what, what's the timeline on this? This is, this is going into my, uh, this was summer, summer of my senior year going into my final semester. Okay. Into your final semester. Yeah. So basically when I got the internship, it was, um, in May of 2019 got it. and I was also in summer school taking some extra classes. Classes, and then I ended up having a full load that fall, and then I graduated after that fall. Okay, so yeah. what were you thinking in your head? Like, this is it? Like, I got my like this internship's going to be to a job, or were you thinking more of trial? Like, I don't really know what's going to happen. What was going on in your head? You know, those first couple days. Oh man, it was um all that all the above. It was for me, it was nervousness just because um I had never worked in the corporate structure, corporate environment, so. On top of on top of, you know, doing my job and learning the digital producer role, a lot of it for me was just trying to understand who is who and who does what. Exactly. Because there are a lot of different levels, and you know, there's just a, a communication structure and that you just have to be aware of, and you need to know like who is upper management. You know, um, it was a huge agency; it was like 750 people working in one building. So I was exposed to a lot of new things all the time so it took me like six weeks before i really even got comfortable enough to know exactly what was happening around me boom i think that's so important because it can be overwhelming right not knowing you know all the pieces you know what all the pieces of the puzzle add up to yeah that that's that's on top of you know actually learning what you're supposed to do in your role you know right right they you know you have probably such interesting tasks that are really important somehow you know, go to the client in the end. And then you got to worry about, you know, the whole culture and who does what the chain of command, how things work, the creative process. I can only imagine, man, that I, I haven't had that, um, that, uh, that experience yet really with, a with a, such a large creative agency. So I, I love that. I want to hear about that. You know, what did you find? Like, you know, at, you know, you said it took you six weeks to kind of feel give or take six weeks to feel, you know, pretty comfortable. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the processes, but like, if you can go back to yourself, like starting at RPA, 
like what would you say or what advice would you give yourself now to that uh young justin just starting off at rpa to make that six weeks more like two weeks or three weeks um it's a good question and you know i actually i wouldn't try to make it any faster um okay. i think what, what i did and what i did was really um focus on what was in front of me and i didn't try and skip skip the the I didn't try and, and move too fast. Like I, I was very thorough about everything that I was doing and the decisions I was making and the questions I was asking. You know, I really wanted to learn what was happening. So I asked a lot of questions. And I mean, if anything, I would say um, ask more questions. And don't just ask questions for the sake of asking questions. Like ask the questions that you're embarrassed to ask. You know, just the simple ones like, oh, who is that person? What do they do? Or ask that person, like, you know, what do you do? Let's go grab a let's go grab a coffee who, like who are you asking the the you know your these quick questions you know did you have a mentor somebody that was on your level that you kind of talked to or who would you kind of gravitate to when you were confused yeah luckily i had a, a really like i said i had a really good um hiring uh a really good manager who hired me and nice. she was she was very very helpful in everything and she kind of like make she really really made sure i was comfortable um outside of that though like you know I, I had desk mates who sat on each side of me and I had people within my team who I would have regular meetings with on the daily. And those people quickly became, um, I became closer with because just cause I spent the most time with them. So, um, you know, it was just, you just develop relationships with the people you see the most. And it was mainly them. And luckily, you know, I had a, a really cool team, um, who was very helpful and, and, and with everything that I, that I needed. And I like how you mentioned that RPA was willing to, you know, fluctuate and, you know, you started off as a digital producer, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of moved into a strategist role. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, because it was such a big agency and so many roles available, um, you know, in school, I found out that, well, in school, I, like, I didn't learn much about all of the roles available. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know about the copywriter and the account executive and, um, the media person, but you don't know about the producer and all these different things. So, you know, based on, they looked at, based on my resume and the project I submitted, um, they said, you know, we think you would fit well in production. And I said, that sounds cool. I don't really know what that is, but it sounds cool. I'll give it a try. And, um, I think I figured out pretty quickly that that wasn't a position that, that I saw myself in. And I was very transparent with that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you do check-ins and, your manager wants to know how things are going. Um, the HR person will check in with you. And, um, you know, I knew that I wanted to, at the time I wanted to stay with RPA and I just knew that, um, I was more curious about these new positions that I had learned about and I, yeah. that I thought what I would fit better in, like in a specifically in a strategy role. So, um, yeah, I, I put in, I, I let them know that I was, you know, interested in, in being in strategy and luckily they were able to, to make that happen for me. Boom. Easy as that. I mean, you were transparent. You let them know and you said what you'd be interested in and they were able to make it happen for you. Exactly. And an internship, do that. You know, it's an internship. You know, that's what yeah, you're supposed to figure out what you like and what you don't like. Exactly. Exactly. It's important to, um, you know, don't. I, I, I didn't want to make a move just for the sake of having um, the opportunity being there. Like, I, I, I see myself being in this industry for a long time and i just wanted to make sure that it was a position that i would actually enjoy 
and it's something that I can, you know, contribute to and, you know, have my, my skills will complement the position. And, you know, I, it's important to know what you're good at and what you like um, while you're interning and use that internship as kind of a learning tool and, and use that to, to your advantage and, and kind of, you know, meet as many people as you can because you're not committed to that job. You know, it's, it's temporary. So you, you don't have to focus too much on um, the work specifically. Like it's more so get to know yourself and figure out the agency and the industry. Yeah. I, I remember I was just reading through some of my exit interviews of my internship. You know, I think one of the, the main things they mentioned was the enthusiasm. Just, you know, show up excited to learn uh, and learn as much as you can. Because, you know, you're an intern. You're, you're not going to be creating, you know, slide decks every day that are going to go to the client. Yeah. Uh, you might. I don't know. But uh, for the most part, you know, you're gonna, you just got to kind of be like a sponge. And you're exactly. not going to have too much, too high of expectations. So just have fun with it. And I know a lot of people out there might not have an internship this summer. You know, it, actually props to you if you do have an internship this summer in advertising. That's tough to do just with the pandemic. But, um, you know, if you're in those academies or you're in a program that's uh, online, you know, do the same thing. You know, if you're not comfortable in a role where you want to venture out, go ahead and reach out to your director and see what you can do. Yeah, uh, closed mouth does not get fit. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right. So you were at RPA. You know, you sounds like you had a good time there. You learned a lot. What happened after that? Were you expecting to work there? Um, give us the glimpse of the, the end of the RPA cycle or chapter in your life. Yeah. So um, like I said, that was the first agency that I was able to visit. And it was the first one on my radar. So I didn't know much about the industry. Okay. Um, so I, I, originally I had, I had goals of being there for a long time, you know, um, but as I got to know more about the industry and um, I started learning about different agencies, I started visiting different agencies through doing my podcast. Um, I started to uh, realize, you know, how big the industry was and how diverse it was and the different types of agencies and different types of clients to work on and, and, and so on. So, um, when it, when it, when it came time for me to, to finish school and to look for a permanent role, I felt like, you know, I've, I've, I had been at RPA for a year. Um, I had worked on numerous accounts. I'd, I did a good job of networking and meeting a lot of people and building relationships. And, um, I felt like for me to be a stronger, um, strategist, a stronger person within the industry, I felt like it would be best for me to, um, you know, kind of expand my horizons and, and, and get some experience within another agency. And in particular, you know, I had a list of agencies that I had visited and met people from and heard stories about where I just felt like, um, you know, I felt like what I bring to the table can be more useful at an agency like Deutsch where it, it's not, um, they're very, they're very open to different types of um, experience in particular, like, uh, you know, the fact that I had an entrepreneurial background mm -hmm. was a major benefit in my, in my Deutsch interview. But nice. I, I found that like some agencies, um, not just RPA, but other agencies that I, that I interviewed with, you know, they don't, uh, everyone doesn't understand um, that type of experience. It's hard for them to pinpoint exactly what you do or what you're good at. Like a lot of agencies, like people who are specialists within one thing, like you have 
specific experience doing account management or whatever you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Deutsch is more so uh, like a scrappy type of agency and they're very resourceful. They have a smaller, much smaller team. So you wear many different hats. And, you know, once I learned that that's how they operated, that's kind of how my brain works too. And I just felt like, you know, that's the type of agency I, I think I would fit fit in more. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that was mainly uh, why I, I wanted to, you know, try something different. Yeah, you want to expand and, you know, see your fit somewhere else. Um, and Deutsch was, is awesome. And so yeah. is RPA, of course. But, um, you, you know, something, you know, that scrappiness must have been calling your name. Yeah, that's that's where I thrive at. I'm very resourceful. Nice, nice. Um, so then you had to do like a hundred interviews, and that, <laughs> that's awesome. No, literally, I think I did uh, I did like thirty some interviews within three months, within a three month span. At Deutsch? No, no, no. In, in general. Oh my general. gosh! I thought you were about to say they actually did thirty at Deutsch. Oh no, no, dude. Um, do you want? Can you talk about the other places you? Uh, you interviewed at, or rather leave that out. Yeah, let's let's leave that out. Yeah, we um, don't want it. We don't want to. But I will say, I will say this. Um, there are a lot of different agencies, and for especially for students who are not in tune with with exactly what's happening within these agencies. Um, you know, I think it's important for people to not just be looking for a job, but like be very specific and and try and know exactly what you're looking for. Because How do you do that if you're a student? And I'm curious myself, you know, if you're not in the environment yeah, uh, and if you're not, you know, close to somebody that works there, how the hell do you know what their culture is really like or what, you know, you know, are they scrappy? Are they going to admire that you had an entrepreneurial startup? What, how do you know, how did you, like in your research, what did you like look up? Yeah. So, I would say you're not going to know what the culture is until you get in there, right. right? But you can know what agencies do. So, for example, there are media agencies who specifically only do media. And if right. you want to be in the media department and if you're good with spreadsheets and numbers and that type of stuff, then, you know, maybe you'll fit in at a media agency like a OMD or something like that mm-hmm. or, um, you know, Omnicom Media or something like that. Sure. But then there are experiential agencies like Giant Spoon, where these these are um, specialty type of agencies who do specific things. And if you're into, if that's what your focus is, then you know you can you can do that. And then you have the super creative agencies like the the Whitney Kennedys, where you know if your focus is to be, you know, around the the most creative people with the most weird ideas you know you may thrive in those environments so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of kind of figuring out exactly what you want to do if you're pr focused you know there are pr agencies where it's just public relations mm-hmm. and you're not you know you're not building campaigns you're more so getting the word out you know there's just different types of specialties that you know for me i just kind of honestly I, I was on yelp and i was on line and i was listening to podcast and whenever i heard a new agency i was just go on their website and and read their 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 about me section and, yeah, and just and kind of figure out that they do too. And exactly. What, what are they actually putting out? Is so important. Exactly. I would see commercials on TV or I would get pop-ups or see things on social and just do the research, just dig into it. I, uh, what, something I do, if I see a cool commercial or if I'm in a room with people and they start laughing 
or they, you know, it strikes them emotionally somehow. This commercial, I'll Google search, you know, Geico's agency of record. Oh, it's the Martin agency. Well, yeah, I do that all the now time. I want to work at the Martin agency. <laughs> this is how it works. Exactly. Or if it's just like, even if it's a client, like if you're really into, um, sneakers and you want to work for nike or work on nike like you look up who does nike who does nike it's like widen and kennedy and rga and you can narrow your focus that way yep. um you know there are many different ways to approach it it's just a matter of kind of uh you know understanding exactly what what you want yeah and there's nothing like you know actually going in and my I'm, and it sounded like your school did this and so did mine um we would have you know like field trips or however you want to call them agency visits and i didn't really I was kind of an idiot because I didn't really take advantage of it until my I was an upperclassman, junior, senior year. I wish, man, if I can go back freshman year and go on every trip. Every, they had trips to L.A. Yeah. Justin, we could have we could have met up, and I didn't even take it. Yeah, those are that was the best. That was actually the reason why I joined the the, the group on campus was specifically because what I was knew your they, group. Um, so my school had a very small major. Um, advertising was a new thing, and they hadn't developed a bunch of clubs yet. So the closest thing that, um, that I was able to join was the public relations society. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, exactly. So, um, my major is advertising slash public relations. So that was the closest group that I could get into. And yeah. with, with that group, we, we did do agency tours. Nice. That, that, that was a good group. Yeah. That was a great, that was a great um, experience. And even, even doing those agency tours, I actually met some people that ended up featuring on my podcast. So nice. Yeah, like the, those type of events are, are, you know, crucial for, for people trying to get into the industry and trying to those, meet people. I mean, yeah, I mean, those events are awesome. I got a couple people, too, coming on from on the podcast from the, those types of events. Yeah. Nice. All right. So you're, you're so now today you're at Deutsch and you're rocking and rolling on the PetSmart, you said? Yep, PetSmart. Community manager. Back to where we started doing the podcast. We got, I think, you know, what are we missing anything of your story? Cause it's, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have a, a, I have an interesting story. It's, it's, it's pretty long. Um, but I think we touched on, you know, the most important parts. Yeah. Um, any, if we missed any major plot points, you know, feel free to add them in now. Yeah. No, I think, I think you, 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 you're spot on. You, I think we're on track. Good, good. And I love that. I mean, that's what this is all about hearing, you know, you, the stories of people that broke in and, you did that. You're at. You were at two great agencies that you should be proud of yourself. I mean, bravo to you. You know, doing great things out there. Thank you. Thank you. So, so I guess then I kind of want to give. You know, pick apart. You know, if we want to give advice to students out there now because COVID's going on. Does you know? Does Deutsch even have an internship program right now? Do does RPA have an internship program? What's what's the state over there in LA? Uh, with agencies because i'm you know chicago i, I mean just, yeah yeah just about every agency i think has an internship program and um i think by this point everyone should have adjusted to this work from home environment um so yeah i'm not sure exactly about uh internship programs and who's doing them now because i, I haven't really been focused on those anymore yeah. but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that um you know rpa is still going with theirs and i'm i'm sure deutsch is probably uh, in the same boat, so nice. yeah. I mean, don't 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 quote me on that, but I'm okay. pretty sure they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so cool. I I, I think the LA scene for uh, agencies, uh, 
it's so it's so interesting. It's it's and it's different. You know, it's different from New York. It's definitely different from Chicago. You know, um, I could definitely I would I would love to go to LA and work one day, but we'll see how. We'll yeah, LA's a, a LA's a, a dope city to work in. You know, I think we we're that, I think the advertising industry in general is um, within LA is is really really on the come up right now. You guys, um, are, long- I feel like you guys are far ahead. I been yeah. I mean, I'm worried they're not in the creative. You know, what these agencies that we have here um, within this advertising community, there's a lot of talent, a lot of, um, it's a bright future, I, I feel like. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very cool. All right. Um, I got, uh, last, you know, last couple of things. What, what resources do you follow uh, to stay up to date, you know, with advertising, the news, you know, can you list a couple out right now that on the top of your head? Yeah, um, I, I I listen to so many things. I I take in so many so much content. Um, I have to plug my podcast, Academics. Oh, yeah. Um, like I use it not only to to you know network, but I also use it to you know just stay up to date. And like I actually interview people that I'm curious about, and I'm I'm learning. So and a lot of people you know use it for the same resource. So. I have to plug that my podcast, um, but Adweek is like, you know, the, like they say, it's like the industry bible. Yeah. Um, so Adweek, the publication and and their podcast. I'm a really big podcast listener, so um, they have a, a few different podcasts that I that I tune into. Which um, one do you like? Uh, it, the uh, this is uh, what is it? This is you can wait. What is it about? It's uh, probably an ad. Yeah, it's probably an ad. Something like that's, that. That's my favorite. One. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like uh, I like the Ad Age one better. I like the Ad Lib. Yeah, yeah. I like Ad Lib, and they also have uh, another one. Um, Marketers Block or Ad Block. Ad Block. Yeah, yeah. That one they they just kind of they don't they don't talk advertising. They I think that's the last thing they talk about. They start yeah, off. Yeah, they start off. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I kind of just listen to anything I can get my hands on. Um, because it's always interesting to hear different perspectives. Like I listen to a podcast um, from New Zealand um, and just to kind of hear what's going on in, in, in that environment. And, and um, you know, I listen to Sweathead a lot. Yeah, um, he's awesome. Yeah, Mark Pollard. Um, yeah. Outside of Adweek, I would say, in particular for, for me, what I found really helpful um, and what I always recommend to people is like watch Mad Men. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it's, I know it's like kind of corny or cliche or whatever, but um, when I was made the decision to to want to work in advertising at an agency specifically, um, I I, I uh, binge watched Mad Men and I learned a ton of information just based on you know how the how agencies are structured and you know what the different roles are. What does uh, a good who's your favorite character? Oh man. That's a tough question. Um, it depends on the season, but yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. I like uh, I like Roger Sterling. Roger's good, but Roger is also uh, he's like everything that that's that was wrong with the Mad Men era. He's like the epitome of it. I, I uh, like his role. Yeah, he's funny. He's hilarious. I think his comedic relief in every scene is like 
amazing. Yeah, no, um, none of these guys are good people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but it's a, it's a great show just in general. Um, just if you're new to advertising and want to know exactly what the industry is and what it does, mm-hmm. um, they do a good job of just kind of showing the process of getting a, a, a campaign and, and going through the creative process and staying up all night and the stress that comes with it. And, you know, if you're one of those people that thrive in those type of situations, you know, that's a, a great um, resource for, for people to kind of learn without having to like be educated. It's, it's like entertaining at the yeah. same time, you know? Absolutely. That's how I got started. Um, all right. Then I will get a list from you of, you know, anything else that you can think of. Is it okay if I share, uh, your LinkedIn profile with the audience here so they can connect with you in some way? Uh, yeah, of course. No problem. All right. Then that's all I have. Uh, thank you, Justin, so much. Uh, huge fan. I'm so glad you were able to make it to the Breaking Entering Podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. so much for getting to the end of the breaking and entering podcast this was a great episode uh, huge fan of justin's work with the academics podcast so please go ahead and check it out give it a listen follow him on instagram he's a great guy shout outs Buchan john as usual our graphic designer the best in the business and mikey malarkey our audio technician also the best in the business thank you to youtube for making this episode possible making every episode possible And next week, uh, we talk a lot about the American Advertising Federation. We have the president of it all coming on. So stay tuned. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you want to keep up with us outside of these podcasts, make sure you follow us on Instagram. That's at Adcademics, A-D-C-A-D-E-M-I-C-S. And you can follow me personally. My handle on all social platforms is at Justin D. Barnett. You can also email academicspodcast at gmail.com for any and all inquiries. Thank you. Class dismissed.